Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with co-host Samantha Tradelius. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. It's Friday. We're recording. It is sunny. The sun is shining. I feel like we're on a new path. Although I will say this, Mercury has gone into retrograde apparently, which just buckle up ladies because here we go. Gonna be a problem. Mm -hmm. Always is. Always is. But today our guest is not a problem. She's going to help us navigate many waters which we need to cross. So here we go. Well, important waters that I feel like we don't discuss enough, especially as women, especially as uh, those of us that are single, like there's, there's a lot to unpack here, but we have with us today, Keisha Blair, Keisha, thank you for joining us today. Um, you, your, your, uh, resume, you know, economist, Harvard trained policy expert, author, mother, widow, um, founder of, uh, an institute, uh, like there, there's a lot going on here. And, and, um, I want to go back to the widow piece. Cause I feel like this is kind of where this current journey that you're on started and obviously a, a very tragic event, a horrible event, and you have turned it into something beneficial, great, and, and taken it to, uh, help others. So, Back us up a little bit to, uh, you know, that, that moment in your life and how that changed you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's so great to be here and you're right. The weather's great. It feels good. We're heading, you know, into this new season, it seems, but yeah, so that part of my life, uh, at the time seemed like, I mean, it was unbelievable. I had just given birth to my second child uh, eight weeks uh, prior to the incident. And I had a three-year-old at home. So I was a busy young mom, uh, you know, uh, on a professional journey in my professional life, my personal life, I had just given birth. And out of nowhere, suddenly, you know, my husband died just three hours after getting into the emergency room. At the time, we had no answers. We had no idea what caused the death. I mean, even when I left the hospital that night, we had no clue. They called a coroner in and launched an investigation. One year later, we got the autopsy results and found out it was a disease so rare that most doctors have never heard of it in their lifetime. They can only read about it in textbooks. Most doctors have never seen a living case of this. It's called pheochromocytoma. And we were just stunned. We were all stunned. And as you can imagine, walking through that journey, not having any answers, not having any closure really until I got that report. And even after I got that report, it was hard because I was just like, well, what's this? You know, you've never heard of this. And and so it was it was hard. I remember thinking, you know what, I need to like really sit with this, really take the time to figure out you know, where I wanted to go and which direction and, 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 you know, the type of mom I wanted to be and figure out how I would chart this new journey forward. And that's exactly what I did, as I mentioned in the book. And that's what started this journey for me, because when I took that time, you know, I realized that there were certain things that were so much more important to me than getting to the top of my career by a certain age for instance, like the work-life balance and, you know, being there for my kids and being the mom I wanted to be in terms of being active in their lives and, 
you know, making this impact on humanity and with women's economic empowerment, especially given my professional background, to me, that seemed far more important than anything else in the whole world. And that's the path and the journey I've been on. And that's, you know, the whole impetus behind this, this holistic wealth movement and everything that I've poured myself into. So hold on. I, I love what you're doing. And we're, I want to dig in deep because if there's nothing I'm about, it's women's economic empowerment, but your husband dies. Like, how do you not just curl up in a ball in a corner and be like, what the fuck is wrong with the world? Right. Like, I have eight week old. I have a toddler. My husband just died. Are you kidding me? Like, how, how did you not? Because I think so many of us would, it, it's, well, it's the easier, it's easier in, in a sense, because you can just sort of be victim and let go, right? So where do you find the strength to get yourself out of that corner? Did you even go in the corner? Because it seems like you, you didn't even hit it. Yeah, so the big part missing through that short, you know, <laughs> introduction there is that I did curl up in a ball. And for one year, I didn't do, you know, like for one year. So like I, you know, I did drastic things. I, I, you know, I went on this sabbatical and I, you know, rented my home to this couple and I sold everything I had. I sold all my possessions. I was like, I'm getting rid of all of it because none of it means anything to me. And I kid you not, everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody said to me, don't do it. You're going to hurt your career and you're going to come back and you probably won't have a job. <laughs> and everybody said, you're crazy. Don't do it. And I packed up every single thing I had. I kid you not. What I couldn't get sold, I put in this container and shipped it to Jamaica. And I carried um, my two babies. And I went on that soul searching journey, which was a year, a year and something plus. And for most of that time, I was curled up, I prayed, I meditated, I thought about my life, and I did what you just said, Stacy. like I really had to come to terms with why this was happening, and to us, and what was the meaning, what was, what was the universe trying to tell me, was there a bigger purpose for this, and what, so I did that, and I did that in a very extreme way, like it's all yeah, laid out in the book, but I was just like, I'm getting rid of, rid of all my possessions, when I went there, I didn't have much. You uh, you went extreme, but you surely found your purpose out of this. And yeah. I, I'm like having, we're, I'm listening and I can't even speak. I have my entire body's like covered in just chills because I mean, what a heart, like e-brake, pull, like full course stop of life. And and then on top of it, you have little people that you've yeah. got to manage and, and deal with your own stuff. And then you've got to make sure that they're going to be okay. Um, and now to parlay that into helping other women, you know, deal with their becoming of, of whoever they need to be with this uh, holistic wealth movement. So let's talk about what you're doing, because it's fantastic. I was watching some of your videos and some of your affirmations. And it's just every time I'd see another one pop up, I go, yep, that's yep, that there. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about it. Yeah, Absolutely. So I, you know, when I came back, and to be honest with you, like, I, I kid you not, that first edition of the book that came out in 2019, so I had been on that journey for 10 years, okay, before that book came out. It wasn't like anything remotely overnight. Right? I have to 
like saying to you, like I've been on this journey for a long time. Because I mean, even since my husband passed away, like it's been it's been a while. And so it took me it took me a while. It took me a while to get here and to sort out what I was going to do and how, you know, my professional, my personal experiences, experiences would meld together to, to help women. And when we started, when I started that journey and that book got published in 2019, you know, I wrote this viral article before the year before my husband died at age 34. Here are 40 life lessons I learned from it. And that went viral. And that's when an agent said, you have to write this book. You have to write this book. And that's what I did. I started with a memoir though. So that wasn't, you know, the book that I started on, but I pulled on that, you know, content to write this book. And so that started the journey. Women came forward who, you know, wanted to help people in their communities. And they said, we want to become certified holistic wealth consultants. So that's when I started the Institute. And it has, it hasn't stopped since then. More and more women have come forward. And then we published through COVID, the second edition, the expanded and updated edition. And then I started the podcast to connect more with everyone on a day-to-day -day basis. Cause I felt like I needed that connection and I felt like I needed that with, you know, with a wider audience instead of just like people who were in, you know, in training programs. And, and that's kind of how, you know, it has snowballed. And, you know, just last week on April 9th, we celebrated Global Holistic Wealth Day. And that's a day too that I started so that we could have a day to remember and a day to, you know, just Think about holistic wealth and what it means for us. Because during my journey, Samantha, what I realized was, and this is why I gave away all my possessions at that time, right? When he died, I said to me, you know what? I walked out of the hospital that night with just a white plastic bag in my hand with his belongings. And it was like his wedding ring, a necklace he had on. And like the shirt he wore to the hospital that night and his shoes and his socks. That's all I walked out of the hospital with that night. And it dawned on me that everything material is temporary. Okay. Our names, yes, they'll go on our tombstone, but not our title, not our net worth. What is meaningful is the impact on our relationships, the way we live our lives. And that's what's meaningful. And it really dawned on me that night when I walked out of the hospital with a white plastic bag with my husband dead inside and I had to walk out that, you know what? I'm going to live my life differently. I'm going to live my life telling this story to make people realize that wealth and how we define it is so much more important than our net worth. It's so much, so much more important than the money we have in our bank account or the fancy jewelry, or the fancy cars, or the mansion. It's well, about talk, impact. Let's talk a little bit about how you define holistic wealth, because yeah. I think a lot of us haven't heard that term used uh, in conjunction with wealth. Usually we hear it used in, in conjunction with medical treatment or health, where you're talking about the holistic treatment, that treating the whole person, right? So what does it really mean when you're talking about um, someone achieving holistic wealth? Right. Absolutely. And so I touched on a bit of that a while ago. And so what it means, because when I, you know, when I walked out with that, you know, bag from the hospital, what I realized is wealth is so much more, so much more than material possessions. And so I define it as, 
yes, financial wellness and well-being and financial independence, especially for women, is critical, but also our mental and emotional health or physical health when we talk about our health and illnesses or health or spiritual lives because i remember when i went on that sabbatical remember how i was saying that i i prayed a lot i meditated a lot i spent hours and hours just seeking answers and some of those answers led me on this path so that life purpose and living a meaningful life, that's all wrapped up in that framework and that definition that I came up with for holistic wealth. And in my professional life, as an economist, I realized that the way we measure, right, we measure progress, right? When we look at GDP and all those measures of productivity and we're not looking at our well-being, I thought, wow, you know, Everything just, you know, like once I became widowed and as a female, and I had worked on these issues at work, like I'd worked on women's economic empowerment. I was part of the Canadian prime minister's delegation to the World Economic Forum, to the ASEAN summits, all of that. But what I realized was that we need a renewed definition so that being holistically wealthy means more than just physical wealth. It means that we have so much more, our mental health, that we're physically okay, or health. We talk about this well-being. a lot on this show too, just about how women, you know, don't take care of themselves until they're, you know, out of everything that they've got. There's no gas left in the tank. You right. know, they're not fiscally necessarily always super responsible because they've never put the energy or thought that they had the worth to put the energy into. And then, you know, you talk about, you know, there's so many all these different buckets that I love that you're putting together underneath this umbrella because wealth isn't a dollar sign. You know, wealth really is, you know, a success moment for whatever that success is in your life, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, and also, you know, obviously your bank account wealth. Um, But what a cool idea to be able to just take a situation that was just, and parlay that into a way to get the word out and help other women. And I know firsthand, like, you know, just in reading your reviews and everything else, I mean, people heard your story and people connected immediately. They they read that and they go, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Um, so let's talk about just the outreach and the, the ways that you're touching. I mean, how many different women have come through your programs? And I, I'm assuming you do a lot of talks. I mean, I'm assuming you've touched thousands of lives. Yeah, so the first viral article um, reached over 50 million globally. God, that's awesome. And and it's unbelievable how it took off. And, you know, it took off because a lot of millennial women really connected to it uh, because of that, you know, work-life balance focus and this focus on, you know, well, we want better lives, not, you know, we want to focus on our well-being. So that viral article really hit a nerve. And then through the program, we've had women from, all over the globe um, set up for women from Australia, from Canada, obviously where I live in the United States and the UK have signed up to do various um, certification programs because we've expanded beyond just the first signature program that we've had. And then through the podcast, that's the other part where I try to reach like a broader group and that's reached over 20 countries, people in over 20 countries. So You know what? Like, I can't say that there haven't been obstacles. There have been so many, so many obstacles. Like, I mean, unbelievable obstacles to this journey. 
And it's taken, it's taken me even longer than I would have wanted, even to this point that we're at now. But, you know, it's because of other women, honestly, other women who've come forward and they're like, what can I do to help? What can I do to spread this message to other women? And that's why I'll be honest. That's why this has even reached where it has reached. So talking about obstacles, we love this question. We love obstacles. If you, if you knew then what you know now, what, what sort of, uh, hiccups or things you ran into in the process that you would have been like, Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or, or some things you would have changed in, in setting up this program and establishing your business and your, in your outreach. Um, what would you have done differently? Yeah. So in the very beginning, I was doing things alone. I think that, you know, having a team around you and it's hard in the beginning, right? Cause you're doing everything yourself. There's no, there are no resources um, available. It takes a lot of output in the beginning in terms of financial outlay. We know that as entrepreneurs. And so I did everything. So that was hard and faced obstacles because of that as a mom, you know? So I think what, what I would have done differently is to, you know, have an assistant or assistance helping me uh, to, to, and partnering with other organizations, right? Like yes, there's yes. so much strength in partnering. So I would have done that differently. I think we would have reached even more people by now, more women and men by now, had I put in place those partnerships initially. But you know what? Like in hindsight, there's so much you, you, you live and you learn, right? You don't and, know what um, you don't know. Exactly. Well, you gotta, there's you so have, much you don't know. Exactly. There's so and much. I just put this out. Everybody was like, "Well, what's this? <laughs> and, and who are you?" Nobody knew me, right? Because I was working. I was working as a, a public servant at the time when I put out the first book, right? So everybody was like, "Well, who are you? And why are you trustworthy?" So there's all these obstacles we know as women, and we know with female authors too, right? Female entrepreneurs. Um, you know, we face obstacles. It's harder. Um, you know, to get the traction sometimes that you need, even when you have this wonderful concept and this wonderful idea. So the, I think those are the things that I would have done differently. But it's also very interesting because a lot of us don't like to share the hardships of life, you know, and you're coming out full force, you know, both of the faucets are turned on and it's coming out and it's, it's a big one. And so I think that part of you is so inspiring because here you are taking, you know, your story and then parlaying it into these other avenues. And it's hard to also put yourself out there in that way, because you're thinking like, God, are people going to listen or, you know, is this too much or, you know, or is it going to be a connective? And I mean, to take off in the rocket that you have, is just, it's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's amazing, Samantha, because I tend to be a, a very private person. So even walking this journey, when I published the viral article, I put my hands over my face. I was like, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? That's how bad it was. When it took off and people started emailing me from like all over the world, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Because I'm so private. It was even to put that step out there was a big step for me. Um, it's hard to yeah, live out it was, loud. It it's hard to live out loud, but you know, someone like you with your experiences, you can touch so many other people who can look at you and go, God, I, I had something similar or I experienced a similar loss or 
a similar tragedy or I, I had the same meltdown. I got rid of all my stuff and left mm -hmm. with my two children on one on each hip and uh, not much else. So, um, you know, I think somebody like you who is willing to put it out there, no matter how hard it is, because I am also one that has a very hard time living out loud. And, um, you know, we, we, especially as women, we don't know that kind of impact we're going to have on other women who have been in our shoes and walked our journey. Um, cause you're obviously very inspirational in, in what you've done. And I, I do think it's really interesting because we've talked to a lot of people on this show who talk about happiness and, um, abundance and, 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 um, balance and harmony in our lives, but it is rare to find the person that marries it with an economic piece because, the economic piece is the one that is forever not in harmony, not in balance. It's not peaceful. It's hard. It's uh, it's a struggle, right? For a lot of us. It's the um, worst relationship most people have is with it, money. It absolutely it is. is. Awful relationship. <laughs> so uh, it, it's fascinating to me that you have figured out a way to marry these and um, sort of bring people into that complete circle with the one piece that I feel like is consistently missing when people talk about balance, spirituality, health, happiness. Um, talk a little bit about the, the, the six laws of your holistic wealth program, the, the, um, the core values, because I, I, I think these are kind of the six pieces that you put together to make this one big circle. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, I when I was writing the book, I thought about these six laws of holistic wealth and how that would, you know, tie this together so people could see, you know, what this meant and how they were interrelated. So, um, you know, the law of abundance is one, for instance, that, you know, tackles abundance, as you said, Stacey, not only in the financial piece, but everything. And, and it's so important when we think about abundance, because for, for a lot of us women, even when we're in a state of abundance, we're anxious sometimes and we don't feel abundant even all when the we time. Not abundant. All, all the time. <laughs> all the time. We're exactly. All the time. <laughs> exactly. And so I wanted to bring that out. And you know what? Many women came forward to me and said, even when I'm in a state of abundance, I don't feel abundant. Why is that? And I said to them, I think it has more to do with your personal financial identity. And in the expanded book, that's why I put an entire chapter in that book about personal financial identity and how some people are anxious spenders and anxious about money constantly. It's not because they're bad with money. It's just because of that that money does that to you because of whatever childhood or whatever trauma there has been as it relates to money. So the law of abundance really speaks to all of that. And then, you know, in the book, I also spoke about the law of reciprocity, which I think is so important when we think about our lives and what we want to achieve, because, you know, we talk about manifesting a lot and, you know, a lot of people hear about that, but even aside from manifesting, giving and taking and, partnerships as we spoke about and really caring about each other and being you know um reciprocal in our relationship so it's not just about me and a transaction this is about me really wanting to build 
a reciprocal relationship. And I think a lot, I think if if we had taken the time, you know, in the past and even up until now to build in more reciprocity in our lives, I think the world would be so much more of a better place. So the law of reciprocity is so important for holistic wealth, right? I think it's important for everything because so many people, you know, you're taught, you know, if you want to succeed, you got to be this cutthroat, like, you know, it's me, it's against the world kind of thing. But the moment that you realize like the harmonious balance that you can have by bringing others to, to everybody working together to get to that goal. And that's something that so many people learn way too late in life. Absolutely. I so agree. And then of course the law of continuous learning, which, you know, I talk about lifelong learning in the book, but it's not only just learning in a formal setting, you know, it's also learning as we go along about, you know, um, whatever it is that we need to, um, you know, better our lives. And I spoke about the law of spiritual renewal. And I spoke about my journey in terms of that sabbatical. And I had to put that piece in there because of how important it was to me, to my recovery, to feeling whole and to walking this journey with my kids, the meditation, you know, whatever you do uh, to renew yourself, you know, on a daily basis is so important, you know, with burnout and record levels of stress and illnesses. So, you know, that was another one. And so as I went through, I thought about these laws and I said, you know, like, it's so important that we, kind of think about these things as we go through the entire framework of holistic wealth. Because when we think about wealth most times, and we look up, look around us in terms of the levels of wealth inequality in the world, you know, with um, the haves and the have-nots and millionaires during COVID and billionaires during COVID, it's so important that holistic wealth is this concept that's more than just it's social justice, right? It's how we treat one another. It even extends to, to racism and anti-racism work because it's a more equal, inclusive framework than what we would traditionally ascribe to like when we think about, you know, wealth and becoming these, wealth. These laws too are not super complicated. Like they're not these ideas that are just so crazy that you couldn't easily implement. And you probably, most people are implementing and not even realizing but yeah. when you actually see them on paper and you're like, oh yeah, like this, this makes sense to me. I mean, it's, it's not like it's, it's a hard program to follow because we're all kind of following it. I, I would hope in some way, shape or form. I think we're following Absolutely. pieces of it. Yeah. And we have yet to bring it together into one. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize the impact that one of these pieces has on the other, you know, the, the impact that, that self-renewal has on on abundance, the impact that abundance has on learning and reciprocity. And it's, it's not just, um, you know, the extension of others. It's how, how we also treat ourselves, right? It's not just outside. It's also inside. We, I, you know, we all treat ourselves shitty, honestly. (laughs) Absolutely. We do. (laughs) Absolutely. And there are two other laws that I didn't mention the law of purpose, which is so important and the law of natural harmony and balance. When we think about the law of purpose, you know, so many, so many people get stuck in in jobs or in roles in life without thinking about, you know what? What gives me meaning? Why am I really here? What's my purpose? And so I had to had to include that because it's such a big part of being um on this holistic wealth path and this big part of living a holistically wealthy lifestyle. I mean, when you think about purpose, it guides everything. So it's, it's, it's such an important aspect of it that I just didn't want to leave out, but it's so critical. Purpose is, is our underlying tone. 
I, I was asked recently in an interview, like, what's my bliss? And I said, purpose, you know, waking up and making a difference for somebody else, whether it's selling insurance, whether it's Sparkle, whether it's podcast, whatever it is. Because honestly, yeah. if you're not waking up and having purpose, then why are you waking up? Yeah. You know, in my opinion, everybody needs to have something that keeps them, you know, driving forward. So that, that one's my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's up next for you? What's, what's the, what's the next, you know, few months looking like for you? You've got a lot going on. I have so much going on and like, I try, I've been trying to respond, you know, to the demands of like readers and to, you know, people who've come into contact with the work and, so many people have said, oh, you know, a children's version or a teen version of this would be so good because yes. there's so much financial literacy that we need and there's so many resources lacking. And I thought, yeah, I really would love to do that. So I'm trying to write that now and trying to figure out how that would look. And um, it's unbelievable. I think there's a documentary that's out um, soon called, um, I don't know, it's it's Anxiety Generation or something. And it speaks to the level of mental health issues that are popping up in teens and in kids. And I think this is such a good framework to teach kids. Could you imagine like if young kids took a high school class on this material, you know, and they, they came out of school going, okay, like I've got my, my, my sixth law. Like I can, I can do this. I can, I can get at life because I think, like I said before, so many of us don't learn these things until we're in our forties or fifties. And, you know, to be able to learn that at such a young teen age, I mean, God, amazing. Yeah. Sorry, was I supposed to have learned these already? Am yes. I, yes. I should have already known this? Yes. I am clearly behind in life. This, and now I have more anxiety. Now you got more anxiety. <laughs> Tisha, where can people find you? Where where do we send our listeners to buy the book to, to hear about what you're doing, listen to your podcast? What is the source? Absolutely. So my personal website is KeishaBlair.com. And of course, you can reach out to me to by email at info at KeishaBlair.com. And the institute is instituteonholisticwealth.com. I'm on social media, media info at sorry, that's my email. Um, <laughs> big mistake there. At Keisha O. Blair for Twitter and Instagram, Keisha Blair author for Facebook. And like, reach out to me. The book is available globally online. It's in bookstores. It's on Amazon. I love if everyone gets a copy um, because it's, it's part of this journey and this, you know, mission that I'm on that, you know, everyone around the world can be impacted by this. Absolutely. We will put all of your links in our show notes. I think that this has been one of the most inspiring conversations that we've ever had. Um, I hope that everybody out there takes a little bit of Keisha's story and gets her book and implements the laws of uh, holistic wealth. Get out there this week and be inspired. <laughs>